The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, already welcome back to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience. Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, my bad, my bad. It's uh, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. But it feels like Christmas because we get a bracket in 10 hours. Uh, literally some of the best days in the sports world is when you just get a brand new bracket to dissect. And that, of course, comes with Futures odds that you can bet on for regionals and super regionals in the College World Series while you know everything that's in front and the paths ahead of each team. So today, uh, I've mentioned on the show before that I am just somewhat of a bracket nerd. I love making brackets. Uh, I'm going to do one last projection of how I think it's going to go. It's a little bit of what I want and a little bit of what I think the committee is going to do. You guys will see at the end uh, of that. Uh, But uh, as we get to there, but before we touch on that, I want to just kind of run through the games real quick. Um, Of course I slept through kind of the first, I would say quarter of the day, all the games started at noon and I got the pot up at like seven yesterday. So uh, I I slept till about two and I was able to catch some of the ends of the, first games of the day but dallas baptist goes down to charlotte they lose in the conference usa tournament final that one was a loss that was actually my favorite bet of the day uh caught me off guard there i mean the pats still only gave up five runs in that game they pitched well but uh the bats just didn't get get going there san jose state beats air force in the mountain west conference championship game uh 12 to 9 san jose state over air force uh, Central Connecticut, they ran through the NEC this year. They beat Wagner in the tournament final 12 to 3. Southern Miss, Scott Berry, I mean, first year in the Sun Belt. They win the Sun Belt Conference tournament. Congrats to the Golden Eagles there. They won 6 2 against Louisiana. Uh, Vanderbilt beat Texas AM 10 to 4. Man, I mean, that, that one was a tough read in general just because we didn't know who in the world Vanderbilt was going to trot out there and pitch. It was. Uh, just really interesting all the way around because I felt like Vandy for the last three or four games, they've jumped out to really big early leads. But in this one, I mean, they put up, I think it was five in the eighth inning. And uh, that was, was the uh, game ender right there in the eighth inning. I think it was. Um, in the SWAC, we didn't get Alabama State coming out of there this year, or, or I guess we didn't get Alabama State coming out of there like we all thought they were. Uh, instead, 29 and 28, Florida AM beats Bethune Cookman 9 to 6. So the Rattlers are in the big dance. Uh, UNCW beats Northeastern in the Colonial uh, Athletic. That was the first game of the day, I believe, in the CAA. Um, the second game, no, that was the championship game. Northeastern beat Elon to get there. Uh, so yeah, UNCW has the auto bid from the colonial. Um, Iowa gets shut out by Maryland. Didn't expect that one coming. Eight shit there. Maryland beats Iowa four zero in Omaha. Uh, the Terps, 
they are getting the job done um, in the Big Ten Conference. Year in, year out. It's tough to fade them. Uh, Lipscomb beats Florida Gulf Coast 12 to 6. That was a tough one to watch because I was kind of pulling for the Eagles. I thought they're, I think, or at least I thought that their offense would be able to do more damage in the postseason seed than what I think Lipscomb could possibly do. And Lipscomb being right there in Nashville, they'll end up going to Vanderbilt's regional. I don't really favor them too much there. FGCU could have probably put up a good fight against Miami but I don't see it from Lipscomb against Vanderbilt here. TCU crushes Oklahoma State in the Big 12 tournament final. Uh, we had that one. Clemson, they beat Miami 11-5. to uh, Speaking of huge late innings, Clemson, they had one big inning late in the game, and early on they jumped out to a lead. I think it was like 3-0 early. And then in the middle of the game, Miami, I was like, oh, shit, here we go again, fading Miami and – they're just piecing together runs, and sure enough, eight. I think it was, I think it was like an eight spot in the late innings for Clemson in one inning, and just blew it open. So Clemson wins, and the big one of the day, <clears throat> the upset heard around the world. Tulane, the Green Wave, they win the game eight to six over East Carolina, and the nineteen and forty Tulane Green Wave are going dancing. Uh, Great story there uh, because, I mean, that's a new coach over there first year, and they struggled early on, struggled throughout the year, to be honest. They were 8-16 and 16 in conference this, this season, and, hey, you got hot during the right time of the year. All you needed to do was just win a couple of games during the week, and they got the job done against Big Bad East Carolina and the American there. So they are going in the NCAA tournament. And before i jump into these projections that we have we have nice little graphics so if you're not watching on youtube pull it up on youtube because it'll be a nice visual pre presentation that we have here and we have a couple of uh a typos and uh just things that we're going to clean up before we put it on social media tomorrow um but yeah just wanted to get it out here tonight uh, but before we do that, let me tell you about Edge Boost because if you're not signed up with them, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match your deposit so you can use double the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 that you can add into your bankroll. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years old or older to use uh, Edge Boost, and it's only valid in legal gambling sites or states. Uh, problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's jump into some of these projections, the fun stuff here on today's podcast. Um Wait, shit. I didn't prep this. Now I got to I got to sign in on my Google account. That was terrible planning on your my part. Apologize, guys. I am loading up the slideshow that I made pre-show and I will get it in here immediately. <clears throat> Oops. So We'll be fine. It's loading into this stream, and here we go. So the big part of today, oh, man, 
Uh, my camera screen's kind of blocking this up here. Nope, that's not going to work. Still kind of blocking it. What in the world? I thought I made the layout good enough, but it's kind of blocking that top right corner part of it. Um, here. There we go. Sorry, a little bit of a little bit of a work in progress. Uh, maybe I'm cut off now. What in the world is going on here? Am I fine? My screen fine? Yeah. Okay, we're good. I think. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Technology. Am I right? All right. So the big reason why we're doing this today is uh, on Sunday night they announced the regional hosts. So we have the 16 teams that are hosting this year. Um, they were announced in alphabetical order and I've kind of gone through all the resumes. I put them on the spreadsheets and I've determined or predicted that it's going to come out into this order that you see on your screen. Currently it's color coded, uh, green as in the strengths, the yellow, it's pretty much neutral against the field. Um, and red is it's worse than, uh, 50% of the teams uh, that are hosting here. Um, again, like in reference to all the teams on this graphic, none of these metrics are really that bad. You get a couple of no, uh, non-conference strength of schedules that are bad compared to the rest of the country. But honestly, um, got to get the logo off my cam, um, putting this thing together as, as we're, as we're going along. But, uh, yeah, honest. Like I, I did this comparing to the uh, schools on this list, and the only things that I'm comparing to the rest of the country is the non-conference strength of schedule, the road record, the quad one, quad the quadrant performances here. So, each of the columns that I've highlighted are the things that I, in general, look into more heavily than the others. Um, and then I know that the committee takes into account like your performance over the last 15 games. I didn't include that. I didn't go into the schedules to pull up all of those records, but uh, these were just easy, nice <clears throat> copy paste. And then I was able to order it here. Um, for me, it starts off. It has to start off with Wake Forest. I think a lot of people have Wake Forest. And then I have Florida at number two. They have the fourth RPI. Um, 22 wins inside the SEC. That's the regular season and the conference tournament. So they were 22 and 11 this season. The only uh, non-strength on this resume here is a 149th non-conference strength of schedule. Um, but that gets balanced out, you know, when you're playing in the SEC. It's 17th uh, normal strength of schedule. But again, I don't weigh that as much as I do non-conference because that's really showing. Uh, what kind of effort that the team's putting into in uh, scheduling outside of their conference and how much competition or uh, the caliber of competition that they're actually trying to play here. I know some of it's regional and they don't have any control over that, but uh, when you're playing in the SEC, like you know that the strength of schedule is going to be much stronger than a team that's not <clears throat> in a power conference. So, yeah, I mean, they're 149th in non-conference strength of schedule. Coming into the season, the first month looked like a cakewalk. Came out a little bit better than that, but still not very good at all. But they have what I'm considering like the six, the I have seven columns here that are colored in 
as the most important here. Uh, both Wake Forest and Florida are top notch in six of the seven, and then they have one bad blemish, and both of them are non-conference strength of schedules as Wake Forest is 139th. Uh, again, you can pull uh, pull it up on YouTube, pull up the uh, video or stream on YouTube, and you can see what I'm reading off of here. I am hearing a lot of people putting Arkansas at three. I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson gets put in the three spot uh, in national seeds because they have two more wins on the season than Arkansas. Uh, they're 43 and 17 compared to Arkansas's 41 and 16. Clemson's sixth in the RPI. Uh, Arkansas's third. Uh, Clemson has 24 ACC wins. Arkansas has 22 SEC wins. Clemson's non-conference strength of schedule is 19th in the country. Arkansas is 37th. And they're also seven and nine on the road, whereas Clemson's 14 and five on the road, 23 and nine against quad one. They have 23 quad one wins compared to Arkansas's 19 quad one wins. Uh, the only thing is that Clemson has three losses to bottom 200 competition. Arkansas only has two, but that's the only blemish or it's not really even like a weakness on this resume for Clemson. I like it a little bit more than Arkansas. So I, I think that, it's it's a serious threat that Clemson could be the three seed over Arkansas here. Arkansas is my four seed. At five, I gave Vanderbilt the edge over LSU with the SEC conference tournament title. This one's close race, though, um, but with Vanderbilt picking up four extra wins in the conference tournament, they finished with 23 SEC wins, LSU with just 20. Um, and up and down the board, I, th- I thought it was pretty – Similar resumes, uh, Vanderbilt, they have 21 quad one wins, LSU just 17. Uh, but I say just 17, that's still many more than the rest of the country there. Um, so I thought both of those resumes were very, very similar. Uh, Vanderbilt seventh in the RPI, LSU fifth. I gave the nod to Vanderbilt at five, LSU at six. I have Virginia at seven, um, mainly because... I wasn't going to put in another SEC team into the top eight. We've already got four SEC teams up here. Um, And usually you don't get five in the top eight from one conference. So I put Virginia here. They have the 10th RPI. They have 45 wins on the season. They are 11 and seven on the road. The only really bad spot on this resume is, again, the non-conference strength of schedule at 207th. Um, but when we're talking quality wins, they're 13 and seven against quad one. Uh, they don't have one single bad loss against the bottom 200 team. They're 19 and 0 uh, against them this season. And then at eight, it was either going to be Oklahoma State or Stanford for me here. I think you need like somewhat of a, you either need two uh, centralized locations in America. So I made it, I made it that I have Oklahoma State at eight and Arkansas here, so that's two teams in the middle of America. Or you can put Stanford, which gives you a West Coast regional in that top eight. Um, But the Cowboys, they edged out a little bit here over Stanford for me. Uh, With a 41-18 and record, Stanford just 38-16 and out of the Pac-12. 24 wins in that conference, but it wasn't as strong this year. And nor was the Big 12 at 19-11 and for Oklahoma State. Uh, from there, both RPAs, RPIs were very similar. Uh, the Cowboys had a 17th RPI, Cardinal 15th, uh, but Stanford's 99th in non-conference strength of schedule, Oklahoma State 56th. Um, very similar resumes here. 
I gave the nod to Oklahoma State over Stanford. Uh, Stanford was my nine seed overall. Miami, Florida, I put at 10. Um, really, I don't love this resume, but I, I thought a lot of people were saying that they could climb into the top eight spot uh, into the national seed, and I just didn't really see it. They're 12th in RPI, uh, 40 and 19 on the season, 21 and 3 in the ACC. Uh, with a 154th non-conference strength of schedule on the road, they have a losing record. They're one of two teams in the top 16 with a losing record. Uh, actually, one of five. Sorry, uh, but one of two teams that have two or more games below 500 on the road. I should say that um, one of three teams. Man, I cannot cannot read this, uh, and I made it color coded and dummy proof too for myself, but. Uh, yeah, they're one of three teams, which is not very good company when we're talking about the top 16 teams in the country. Um, and then they're 16 and 13 against quad one, which in the grand scheme of things isn't as good as other teams on this list. Um, and then they're 15 and two against quad three and quad four. Um, so then we have Kentucky at 11 uh, with the second best RPI in the country. They're 36 and 18 this season, only 16 and 15 against the SEC, which is not great. Uh, 10th non-conference strength of schedule, 11 and 11 on the road. Just this resume is honestly pretty average all around. And then with a number two RPI slap next to it. So it'll be really interesting to see where the committee chooses to put the Wildcats. Uh, I have Coastal Carolina as my 12 seed. Yeah. Coastal Carolina is my 12 seed, 14th RPI. Um, they have the number one non-conference strength of schedule, and they're fourteen and seven on the road. I really like that. Alabama, I have at thirteenth overall. South Carolina, fourteenth. Auburn, fifteenth. Indiana State at sixteenth. And let's just talk about these two here: Auburn and Indiana State, because their athletic directors are on the selection committee. So, you know, little handshake deal. I mean, they walk out of their room, they say, and there's not supposed to be any biases whatsoever towards that. But we all know that it usually works out this way, even though they're not talking in the com committee when their team's being brought up. They're supposed to walk out. It is what it is. And we kind of expected that this would happen. I uh, tweeted out my predictions for these top eight, 16 seeds. And we had I had 15 out of the 16. Correct. The only one that I didn't have in here was Auburn and I had Campbell over Auburn. Uh, Campbell, I thought was the biggest snub of the year for the regional hosts. Uh, they had the, uh, this is not currently updated on my notebook next to me, but I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, Cause Campbell had the 13th best RPI a 44 and 13 record on the year. The, Eighth best non-conference or 13th best non-conference strength of schedule, a 20 and nine road record, nine and five against quad one with only three bad losses all year. Uh, this is a, a hosting resume for a team that gets dragged down by the rest of its conference. It'll be going to the colonial next season. So hopefully that's an improvement for the camels, but they easily should have, they should have hosted. And I wonder if them not hosting, like, so their bid that they put in, it wasn't going to be on campus. It was going to be at a minor league stadium an hour away. I wonder if that was going to end up, if, if that costed them here a host instead of, you know, South Carolina, a lot of people brought up. I didn't really 
have a problem with South Carolina getting uh, a host here. Their resume over the full length of the season was great. Auburn finished much better. Uh, they finished the season much better, but South Carolina over the duration of the season had a better resume in my eyes. So I left out Auburn uh, and I had Campbell actually at 11. So going into the day, I had them 11. So I thought that was quite a big snub. Um, before we move on and we actually get into the bracket, let me tell you about uh, the SGPN app. It's home to all of our free picks and podcasts in one convenient app. Plus, we have exclusive free roll contest links. Download the SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store. And, hey, I mean, this thing is really convenient, like like I just said, with everything on there. You can find all the articles, all the podcasts, all the picks, all for free. Sports Gambling Podcast Network does everything for you for free. Uh, a bunch of grinders out here, uh, and we don't really ask for anything in return. Just downloads, reviews. We thank you a lot for that. Um, now let's jump into the bracket, the fun stuff. Um, so the Wake Forest uh, Demon Deacons are the number one overall seed, and the Winston-Salem Regional. It's located in Massachusetts, according to this graphic, but we know it's in Carolina. Um, but I have the two seed, Texas A&M, going there. Charlotte as the three seed, and Maine as the four seed. And a nice touch that we put on these uh, graphics are the gambling odds for them to win the College World Series. So. Uh, those are currently listed next to these teams on these graphics that I'll be showing throughout the rest of this show. Um, then the 16th overall seed for me, I had Indiana State. So in the Terre Haute Regional in Indiana, it's Indiana State as the one seed, Indiana as the two seed, Northeastern as the three seed, but it's listed as Northwestern. I told you we had just two. It was just two typos, and they're both here in the first two uh, regionals on this graphic. But Northeastern is the three seed. Ball State is the four seed. Um, then the eighth national seed is Oklahoma State for me. They're going to host Tennessee as the two seed, Iowa as the three seed, and Oral Roberts as the four seed in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, and then the ninth overall seed is Stanford for me. Uh, and this regional is going to host TCU, UC Irvine, and Santa Clara. Um then the number four overall seed, Arkansas. We're moving down the left side of the bracket here. I have them hosting Dallas Baptist as the two seed, Texas Tech as the three seed, and San Jose State as the four seed in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, not a bad, uh, not a bad look for Arkansas here to come out of here. Uh, I don't think at eight to one, still currently. Uh, out there in the wild. I think it was up to 10 to one earlier today. Uh, speaking of, I mean, I just covered that TCU regional. I gave them out uh, this morning at a hundred to one prior to them winning the big 12 tournament everywhere. It's been chopped basically in half. It's down to like 65 to one at some places and 50 to one in other places. So shout out to you guys because normally money moves these prices. So I know that quite a few of you got out there and jumped on this price with me. So we moved the market there for sure. And I expect TCU to maybe be like 30 to one when these brackets come out and they find out that they're going to be a two seed. So uh, let's go frogs. 
Then uh, the 13th overall seed I have is Alabama. They're going to host Boston College because there's just not a Northeast Regional. So they are getting sent here down to Tuscaloosa. Troy, and then Troy's the three seed here, the Trojans. And then the fourth seed is Nichols. And then the fifth overall seed is Vanderbilt. I have North Carolina going there along with Kent State, uh, a bubble team that I like to get into the NCAA tournament this season, in Lipscomb. Uh, in Nashville, in the national, uh, in the Nashville regional, the 12th overall seed is Coastal Carolina for me. In the Conway regional, there's going to be Duke as the two seed, UNC Wilmington as the three seed, and Central Connecticut as the four seed. Going over to the right side of the bracket here, uh, Florida is the number two overall seed for me. They'll host Oregon, Cal State Fullerton, and Florida A&M in Gainesville. Um, then in Auburn, Alabama, we have Auburn, uh, hosting Southern Miss, Oregon State, and Ryder. Uh, Oregon State, their RPI tanked after this weekend. Uh, it's all the way down to 37. So I have them falling all the way to the three line. Uh, so Beavers, they'll be able to try to get their revenge on Auburn after last season when the Tigers and Sonny Deshera came into goss and knocked oregon state out of the ncaa tournament um in charlottesville for the number seven overall virginia cavaliers i have them hosting maryland the two seed oklahoma the three seed and george mason as the four seed in their regional and then the 10th overall seed is miami florida for me they're the one seed here yukon the two seed washington's the three seed and eastern illinois is the four seed in coral gables and then the final quadrant for us today, the number three overall seed, Clemson, uh, still out there at 25 to one. Earlier today, they were, I think, 40 to one at one place before they won the ACC tournament. Um, I have it as the backage bowl in Clemson, South Carolina. I have East Carolina going to Clemson. Backage played at East Carolina with East Carolina's current head coach, Cliff Godwin. They played on the same team there for the Pirates. Um, and then Sanford's going to be the three seed and Penn as the four seed. Fire me up for that regional. It's going to be me versus Colby if that happens. Um, and then in Columbia, South Carolina, this one is the best regional for me. In, like, in my opinion, this was my favorite regional that I made. It was South Carolina as the 14th overall seed, Campbell as the two seed, NC State as the three seed, and Army as the four seed. And then in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, my sixth overall seed, LSU, is hosting Texas as a two seed, Sam Houston as a three seed, and Tulane as the four seed. And we rounded out in Lexington, Kentucky for their regional. It's Kentucky, the 11th overall seed, uh, hosting West Virginia, uh, the two seed, Xavier, three seed, and the four seeded Wright State Raiders out of the Horizon League. Let's jump into the bubble here. Let's dissect it a little bit more because um, I just went through all the teams. You might have caught a couple of teams from the bubble that I allowed in. Uh, Oklahoma is a popular topic here on a team that has been on the bubble for the last maybe two weeks of the season. They have the 40th RPI, and for me, it's their non-conference strength of schedule. Uh, that I circled on here. They're, they have the 22nd best non-conference strength of schedule, and they're 13 and 10 on the road with 12 quad one wins. So I have them in as my fourth to last team in, 
And then one team that I'm not hearing many people talk about is Kent State. With the 46th RPI, they have 40 wins this season. They're 27, they have a 27 and 8 conference record in the MAC, uh, 76th non conference strength of schedule. They're 17 and 13 on the road. They just didn't get enough quality chances. They were 0 and 1 in quad one games, and they had two quad one win, uh, quad two wins compared to five quad two losses. Um, I, uh, a big part of this is going to be Eastern Michigan's athletic director is on the uh, selection committee for the NCAA, and who we might see uh, Kent State sneak in as a uh, a bubble team here, in my opinion. And I I don't mind their resume at all. I, with the forty six RPI, they have forty wins on the season. I I really like the Golden Flashes here. Um, then UC Irvine, 49th in the RPI, a 38 and 17 record, 19 Big West, 19 wins in the Big West, an 83rd non-conference strength of schedule, and they were 19 and six on the road. That's the best road record out of all these bubble teams. I like the Ant Eaters to get in here, and then finally, as my last team in, Kirby Hocutt's on the board, and I think he's like the chair. I think he's the number one guy on on this thing. I think they sneak in as the last team, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, with the 41st RPI, a 39-21 record on the year, 12-12 and in the Big 12 counting the conference tournament. I think that they sneak in over teams like Louisiana, Arizona, UCSB, and Kansas State. So let's have a little bit of fun. We're only 29 minutes in. Let's go back to some of these brackets, and I'll – kind of run through what i think about when i'm when we're looking through these for me wake forest probably comes out of this regional uh over texas a&m charlotte and maine the indiana state regional should be really interesting again that's northeastern in there it's indiana state indiana northeastern and ball state i think that's up for grabs for anyone i would probably end up giving it to indiana state just because I think they've flown completely under the radar this season. I think they're somewhat legit. They just didn't win uh, games early on in the season against quality competition because they are 2-9 and nine against quad one teams this season. But I'd go with the Sycamores there. And then the, tennis, the Tennessee at Oklahoma State Stillwater Regional, that one might be really, really fun. Also, you have... Oral Roberts, who's the feisty four seed who can really pitch and they could spoil Oklahoma State in game one. Who knows? Uh, these are all hypotheticals. Um, I, give me Tennessee to get out of there. Um, and then in the Stanford Regional, I like TCU a lot right now. They're rolling. I like TCU to come out of there. Uh, just all hypotheticals. Give me Wake Forest over Indiana State and TCU uh, against Tennessee. I don't know how that would work. I don't know the math on that yet, on who would host that super regional between TCU and Tennessee. Um, but yeah, then it would. So for me, going to Omaha on this quadrant of the bracket, it would be Wake Forest and TCU. And then in the bottom left uh, corner, the f- number four overall seed quadrant with Arkansas. I have Arkansas hosting Dallas Baptist, Texas Tech, and San Jose State. I would take Arkansas to come out of this regional. Uh, Alabama, Boston College, Troy, and Nichols State. I like Alabama's pitching staff a lot. So give me the Crimson Tide to come out of here. Vanderbilt, North Carolina, Kent State, Lipscomb. Uh, Van- uh, North Carolina could be pretty feisty here, but I don't know if they have – 
the pitching depth, the really, I mean, Vanderbilt has been jumping on teams early and often right now uh, over the last week and a half. Um, so if that continues and they can do that against North Carolina, I think that's trouble because I just don't know if North Carolina has the quality of pitching that Vanderbilt has. But then again, uh, the Commodore staff is a little bit banged up right now. Who knows? Uh, so give me Vanderbilt out of there, just in the hypothetical. Coastal Carolina, Duke, UNCW, and Central Connecticut. Uh, this one, I don't think anybody has the offensive firepower to match Coastal Carolina in their own regional. So then it goes with Arkansas, Alabama. Um, give me Arkansas to beat Alabama and go to the College World Series. Uh, and then give me, it would be at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt and Coastal Carolina. I'd probably go Vandy there. Um, and then on the right side of the bracket here, the number two overall seed Florida is hosting Oregon, Cal State, Fullerton, and Florida A&M. I would take the Gators out of there in this regional, but they are uh, perennial uh, underachievers in the NCAA tournament, to say the least. Um, 15 seed Auburn, they're hosting Southern Miss, Oregon State, and Ryder. I would take Southern Miss to get out of here. Uh, I think that they are they just have something going right now they they've been rolling and it's it's that scott berry magic it really is so uh southern miss would be the hypothetical pick out of that regional for me virginia maryland oklahoma and george mason in charlottesville i would take virginia to come out of here miami florida yukon uh i have a bar there washington and eastern illinois in this regional i you probably have to go with miami there but they just don't perform in the NCAA tournament. Both of those Florida teams, Florida and Miami, they could possibly, if this is the bracket, which ultimately it probably won't be, but it could line up like this. Florida and Miami could end up playing each other in the first round in Omaha. That would be fun. Um, and then the last quadrant here, or I would go with Florida over Southern Miss and then Virginia over Miami. And then the last quadrant, Clemson, East Carolina, Samford, and Penn in this regional. I would take Clemson. Um, I'm nervous about the starting rotation for the Tigers, but I think they have enough uh, to get the job done here hosting their regional in the opening round. Um, then give me Campbell to come out of the Columbia, South Carolina regional. Uh, I think that Campbell would come in pissed off. This is, I, I think this one's like a stone cold lock. I think Campbell ends up going to South Carolina for the regional. Um, they are like one of the best two seeds in my mind. And South Carolina is going to be one of the bottom uh, top 16 seeds. They're either going to be 14, 15 or 16 in my eyes. And Campbell would ultimately be sent there in my opinion. Um, and then they would probably catch NC state, which is one of the better three seeds. Um, so they would go to Columbia because it's also regional. Uh, th that one, two, three, that regional, I think is pretty set in stone that I think will happen. So uh, I like Campbell to come out of there personally. Um, and then LSU, Texas, Sam Houston, and Tulane in the Baton Rouge regional. Give me Texas. Uh, Sam Houston can be. Sam Houston's the three seed that I'm going to pick on, on this podcast. They're just hypothetical picks here um and then in lexington kentucky uh kentucky west virginia xavier and wright state give me west virginia to come out of there and then so it's clemson and campbell i'll take clemson over campbell i think they swept the midweek series this season against campbell too um and then sam houston against west virginia i have west virginia going to omaha in this 
hypothetical bracket. Uh, and then it would be Clemson and West Virginia. That would be fun. So thank you all for joining me. Uh, happy Memorial Day. Like I mentioned, it's also uh, Christmas Day for all the college baseball fans out there. We will be back uh mon or yeah monday night it's going to be me and colby we might be joined by ryan mcintyre from the college basketball experience as well to go over our brief reactions from the podcast we'll do the same thing that i just did here running through uh the regions giving out half fast picks none uh like handicapped or factual no no confirmed bets yet we'll, we'll probably place one bet during the stream uh, just to have fun with it. But yeah, it would just be all reactions. We'll list some stats. We'll list some uh, players to keep an eye on in each regional. And then throughout the week, we'll be putting out more content. Uh, whether for me, I'll be doing some TikTok videos. Uh, you can follow me there at 77NB. That's the same tag for my Twitter account as well. You can follow the show at TCE on SGPN on TikTok and Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, so check out the Golf Gambling Podcast like I plugged yesterday. Check out the MLB Gambling Podcast. They're doing great stuff over there. Uh, the college football experience, college basketball experience are going all year long. Uh, all year long. Um, the Sports Gambling Podcast, the uh, mothership around everything uh, in SGPN world. I'll have an article out this week as well, giving out my favorite picks to win the College World Series. So that's going to be fun. That's what I'll be working on tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. So thank you all for joining me on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the bracketology projection that I put together here over the last three hours um, after the top 16 seeds came out. With that, I bid you adieu. Uh, adios, amigos. <laughs>